This podcast has some adult words and some adult themes. If you're a kid, you might want to go and play now. Welcome back to Neurotic Tornado. This is episode number 28. We're in the middle of our being coupled season. This is the fourth round of investigating these couples that Jackie and I interviewed to figure out what keeps relationships together. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah. What? What's, what? How do they tick? What's working? What's not working? How are they different? We've been finding out lots of interesting things. Yeah, and if you'll remember, loyal listeners, uh, episode number twenty-seven, the last one. We talked about sexuality, but we found that there were a few really interesting things having to do with the gender roles and attraction and sexuality that we wanted to save for this episode. So now we're just going to kind of focus on that aspect of it. And we're going to do this episode a little bit differently than some of the previous ones. We're just going to sh- share out of the four couples we interviewed, only two couples appear in this episode because of the topic that we are covering. So and we're going to linger with them a little longer. And you've just heard Jackie here, but welcome back, Jackie. Hi, Yuvi. Uh, hey, everyone. Um, and before we get to to the couples, a um, couple things maybe we want to talk a little bit about some feedback that we've gotten. Um, yeah. From... First of all, we just want to talk about that we got feedback. So cool. Yeah. To <laughs> um, hear from people. We love that. Yeah, but we got some pretty interesting feedback, and, and uh, in particular, we wanted to mention one a friend of mine uh, who gave us really great feedback about last episode. He commented on the our conversation about pornography. You know, he says he he now has different thoughts about that pornography has a healthy quality than he thought before, but he also f- feels like in general, you know, it can warp. Let me see if I can get the quote here. It can warp the brain into an unhealthy, unnatural, chauvinistic state of mind and that penetrates deep and makes itself hard to detect. And I, I think he does have a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we may be fl- brushed over the downside. You mentioned, yeah. Jackie, about the exploitation, and that's a big mm-hmm. problem. But also, there are a lot of bad messages and bad... It, it seems to not accurately really portray what brings pleasure, that it it can often be a lot of posing. Yeah. Um, and especially, I think, in terms of what women find pleasurable is not necessarily shown um, as accurately. Yeah, yeah. But you just have to dig really hard to get the good stuff. Now, uh, really, so the main point is I think we oversimplified. I mean, it is a complex mm-hmm. area. And one thing from the very New York Times article we referenced last time is Sue Johnson, the developer of emotionally focused therapy, an interesting kind of therapy that maybe we'll talk about another time, uh, had a comment about pornography, that if pornography takes over your life, it is going to wreck your relationship just like any other addiction. So I think we just kind of brushed over some Mm -hmm. of the uh, complex aspects of pornography. So uh, one of the other things that I really want to direct people's attention to that we didn't mention in last week's episode, but we put in the show notes was uh, YouTube video by uh, one of the other psychologists that was quoted in the New York Times article. Her name is Esther Perel. Or Perel. And in this YouTube video, she talks about why does good sex so often fade, even for couples who continue to love each other as much as ever? 
And why does good intimacy not guarantee good sex, contrary to popular belief? Or the next question would be, can we want what we already have? That's the million-dollar question, right? Uh, and it's really an excellent thing that I would encourage our listeners to look at. And we'll put it again in our show notes this week, right? Yeah, because we didn't we didn't really reference it explicitly, yeah. and it and it ta- it touches on the things we talked about, mm-hmm. sometimes slightly more eloquently. But it's a pretty <laughs> fabulous thing. It's called the secret to desire in a long term relationship. Yeah. yeah, so it's a good one. After you listen to this, go look at that. Yeah. Now should we get let's get, get on with it. the damn okay, show? Yeah, yeah. We wanted to get back to the Chihuahua couple. Uh, they had some really interesting things to say about gender and attraction, gender roles and attraction. And um, let's let's hear from them. And just as a reminder, the Chihuahua couple are the artists. He's a painter, and she's the writer, editor, graphic artist. And he paints pictures of himself in a dress, and you, you'll hear he's going to elaborate on that. Some of this stuff, we had a, an abridged clip of this in a previous episode, but we're going to explore it more completely here. So I, we both appreciate that we're kind of weird, both of us. And it's like, okay, what are the chances we got together in the first place anyway? It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a kind of a kind of a gay, transgender kind of guy who really wants to be in a relationship with a woman and a woman who likes gay guys, you know, who's physically attracted to, you know, yeah. gay men or whatever. So it's just something I want to clarify then when you said that you really wanted to be in a relationship with with a woman was that before you met Gigi you went this is what I want or you met her and went I want to make this work That's what I've been in relationship with before I mean I that's okay. that's where you know the sort of the sexual attraction is one way um toward men but really relationship attraction is is to women so yeah oh, okay. and and know. some <laughs> sexual attraction too What's that? Yes, 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 yeah, here. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, that's not uh, missing from the equation. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Uh, this is great. Uh, Making me blush. <laughs> and, and then I also, Gigi, I want to ask you, um, in, in terms of sort of having an attraction to gay men, which I realize that's a, you know, a really broad category, but what I believe the is term the... is a big matzo ball of a topic. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's good. <laughs> but what, what is, I mean, what is it that you are drawn to? Um, prob- there are probably a lot of things that, that are so below the surface that I'm not even sure of them, but, um, I love the in-betweenness of it. I mean, um, and it's not just gay; it's it's the, the it's dressing also the dressing, clothes, yeah, which I do in my paintings. You know, yes, so. yeah. yes, yeah. most of his paintings are yeah. himself in a dress, mm-hmm. and um, that's like the sexiest thing I have ever seen. Wow, that's yeah, great. just yeah. yeah. Great. I don't know why. I mean, I think I've always I don't know where it came from. I um, my first time out, I married a circus clown, and so he was, you know, dressed in ruffles and you know makeup and things, and I didn't, you know really make the connection until probably, you know, fairly late in the in the relationship there, you know, just a sort of 
come into knowledge of what I like or, or what, what interests me or whatever. I mean, it, to say that, to, to talk about this almost makes me feel bad. Like it's just a physical thing, you know. It's just about oh, I like blondes or whatever. But um, <laughs> so um, there's there's a it does go deeper into kind of the way um, his sensibility is. Um, that just that there's just something I love about that in betweenness. Uh, that something that contains both male and female. In some way. And again, I feel like it's very fortunate that we have a similar feeling about that. Because, yeah. you know, there there was a, a big fear before we got together. It's like, okay, you know, is this going to work okay, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And it totally worked fine, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you, know, f- you know, for me, I was like, <sighs> sex was really, really boring before. You know, like yeah. I was afraid that maybe I just didn't like it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, and she, yeah, oh, wow. she. I mean, she came into the relationship um, after having been in this long relationship where she didn't want to have sex with her husband, you know, because she yeah. didn't, you know, feel that way about him, and it was so it was kind of like relearning everything, you know. Yeah, it's definitely so, relearning and just finding out that you know she actually does like it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know, because I got married at nineteen, and so and I hadn't, you know, and you know, in case anybody's wondering. He doesn't wear a dress. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, I, I wish he would yeah, maybe see, sometimes. Yeah, oh. she but totally would love it would if like I it, was in a dress and makeup all the <laughs> made time. Up. Mm. Because yeah. you know, in the past, we have done a couple of. I'm not talking about sex now. No, no, no. We we did. <laughs> we've done um, a couple of um, performances where uh, we dress up and drag both of us, and we do a, like a mother and daughter act <laughs> kind of thing, and so and he is. I mean, this blonde wig and the makeup and the dress, and it's it's fantastic. So I do have a fantasy of of that, but I don't. You know, it would be too messy. One of his paintings, wherever, whatever position you (laughs) are. There you go. Instead of the mirror (laughs) over the bed, (laughs) just put one of those paintings. Make a nice Nice. big one. That's great. He's rolling his eyes. So I'm curious, what like for you? That's just not part of the sexual charge, though. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. No, I would. I. I don't know. You know, maybe as I get older, we'll explore something. I don't know. As I keep getting older, it's like, oh, let's try whatever. Uh Um, But yeah, it isn't, it doesn't, I mean, I've got all sorts of gender things going on and, and it isn't, it isn't about, yeah, I, it just, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel sexy to, you know. And of course, you know. I wouldn't want him to not feel sexy mm-hmm. so when yeah. he was doing mm-hmm. those things. So I really like their generosity with each other in this. His, oh, yes, maybe I will explore that someday, and her saying, I don't want you, him to do something that he doesn't feel is sexy. Um, yeah, and another thing I, I love about them is it's so it's easy to see things as black and white, gay, straight, or even like just a spectrum where it's like I'm three or seven mm-hmm. on the gay straight meter. Yeah. You know, that it's uh-huh. not that simple. It's complex. Mm-hmm. It's more of a landscape of yeah. preferences and interests. They really demonstrate that in a way that I like. You know, that, that he, uh, Stephen talked about being kind of gay, uh, dressed in drag, 
but interested in women as well. And she finds the dress attractive. He's working. But I love, I mean, to me, that's just so human. Um, You know, Sherry and I, we obsessed over watching, um, this is maybe very risky to say in public, but we obsessed over watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. (laughs) Seriously. No, I I have no mocking in this. (laughs) I mean, actually, some of it is kind of painful, but, but some of it's pretty wonderful. But one thing that we found very fascinating about it when we were watching Angel, which is like the spin-off show. Do you know who Angel is, by the way? Uh, it was it, That was the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. David Boreanaz. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But he, um, so he's this brooding vampire with a soul. We were both hot for him. And it was really fascinating. Like when he took off his shirt, we would both be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun just how easy that was. Like yeah. it didn't matter. So what? Mm-hmm. You know? Now, if a brooding vampire approached me, um, <laughs> you know, maybe I'd have to think through some things in a more complex way. Even but if he had great abs and yeah, pecs yeah. and all of that. Um, I, funny thing is, I'm not attracted to that actor. In he's in Bones, and no, it's just the brooding vampire with the soul <laughs> that I'm hot for. Um, but anyway, just it's it's fun that to allow for all for all those different types of yeah. interests and. Uh, desires and that it's not as simple as we make it, which um, I think Maria Bello, the, the, the interview you pointed me to yeah. was amazing in yeah. that realm, in that regard. Yeah, she's a, she's a, I think that a lot of people would know who she is. She's, according to IMDb, she's known for Prisoners, A History of Violence, Secret Window, Payback. A History of Violence was the one with, I think, uh, Viggo Mortensen was in that. Oh, yeah, nice. Who's, uh, I liked seeing with his shirt off. Oh, nice. We'll have to test that out. (laughs) This was an interview I heard on Fresh Air, which was actually done by Anna Sales from Death, Sex, and Money. And this was just part of actually a bigger episode, but it was a specific interview with Maria Bello. A clip player, please press play. So you call yourself a whatever. I do. You describe in your book a moment when a lesbian woman says to you, welcome to the club, and you sort of bristle at that. But I want to ask you about, you know, don't you think that labels can be empowering, particularly at a moment when LGBT people are still fighting for public recognition, still fighting to be visible? Yes. I mean, the LGBT community has really fought and shouted and marched for human rights. And it's a community I'm proud to be a part of. And call me LGBTWP, call me a duck, as long as it moves human rights policy. When the woman came up to me, she I had met her before, and she was really not nice. She was just kind of rude and bitchy with me. And so then when I saw her after the article came out, and she was so like, oh, God, welcome to the club, I just thought, I don't want to be a part of your damn club. I want to be a part of a club that is not only moving policy, but that people are fighting for who they love and being loving in general. I don't care who you sleep with. I care about who you fight for. Since I've heard this clip uh, so many times as I've been putting this episode together, I love the way she says, call me a duck. She was interviewed on Fresh Air because she has a new memoir out. And I believe it was based on uh, an essay she wrote in the New York Times modern love column called Coming Out as a Modern Family. And we'll put links to that pretty interesting stuff. But now let's get back to our Chihuahua family. 
the Chihuahua couple had some interesting things to say about gender roles and other areas beyond attraction and sex. Yeah, they did. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't they, UV? But we, you know, one of the things that we we kind of reverse a lot of the gender um, relationship stereotypes. You know, I'm I'm very much like she's she's often like the the sloppy husband, you know, and I'm like the nagging wife, you know. Um, those oh, the yeah. stereotypes. Yeah. Yes, you know, well, like, I, we we have that same yeah, dynamic right. in my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's so it's yeah. I mean, once I think. You know, even though we know that's true, I mean, there's a societal um, disapproval of of like, you know, when the husband is controlling, you know, telling his wife, you know, you should wear that. Don't wear that. You know, do this. Um, the, a woman might be able to do that to her husband and no one would blink an eye. But, you know, so there's so there's, you know, there's some uh, internal uh argumentation going on with mm. that you know that it's like oh i shouldn't be saying this and uh, but so we struggle with that still yeah to some degree yeah. well because uh, yeah we we sort of formed this little pact i guess where you know i could have him be my you know my what do you call it um couturier, couturier. Yeah. yeah so um you know it was a thing that I asked for. Yeah. Um, we came into the relationship with this on the table. And so, I'd be yeah. like, you know, what should I wear? And, you know, do my hair. And he cut my hair for years. I was very, very disappointed when he stopped. And made her wedding dress. Yeah. Made my wedding dress, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <that's> yeah. Great. <laughs> Crazy yeah. stuff, yeah. So. You know, Stephen talks about societal expectations, and it's something I really related to, particularly at a particular time in my life, is Stephen and I are pretty close to the same age. So certainly... In at times, I think that societal expectations around gender roles has been pretty powerful. And there was a time in my first marriage, and this would have been back in the early eighties. I really want. We, Can well, you we were, place it to a pop song? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, this was around the time of Duran Duran's talking, Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm totally derailing. So my prior husband and I were talking about having a baby, and uh, I earned the greater income. I was sort of the primary breadwinner in the family, so already there was that difference. When we talked about having a child, there was a discussion about who was going to stay home. I really wanted to stay home. That's how I'd been raised, and that's what I saw, and it was something that I both had a romance about, but also I think that I had been raised to expect that. And my then-husband said, um, you know, he would stay home. And I really went on tilt about that because it and, – and, you know, as I look back on it now, I think how much of that was societal expectations and how much of it was desire. Yeah. And I think it was both for me, um, but very hard to tease that out. Well, when we transition right now to the hedgehog couple, you'll see that they reverse those traditional roles – and in a very hedgehog couple like way, uh, had no issues with the 
unusualness of it, even though they did it at a time where it wasn't as common. Not as common, but but they also are, uh, you know, a good ten years younger than than I am, and so I wondered, like, oh, I wonder if that's a difference, or if it's also just a difference in how how they are as a couple, just very clear in their identity. Yeah, probably a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is suggesting that I'm not clear in my identity. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. No, they're just so clear yeah. that it makes everybody else Look, seem yeah, unclear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to talk to Stephen Holly of the Hedgehog Couple. And so we asked them when their first child was born how the gender roles worked for them. Well, in a lot of ways, we reversed them up. And I don't even know that it was intentional. No. It's just how it happened and how it worked best and where we were comfortable. And so uh, when our first son was born, I was actually able to take him into work with me for three probably, months, something like oh, that. Oh, it was longer than that, I think. Wow. But it was for a while, yeah. And um, then I went back to grad school. And when I got out of that, we just kind of said, you know, we'd like one of us to stay home with the kids that we had our second boy was born at that point while I was in grad school. And, uh, so I started looking for a job and basically we said, if I can't find something that beats Holly's salary, then I'll be the one to stay home. And I don't know how long I looked. I don't think very long. Oh, I was going to say a long time. Yeah. I just remember the suit that we got, and then oh yeah, yeah. spent all that money on a suit. Yeah. Well, the kids, the kids notice point. when you walk around changing their diapers in a suit. <laughs> oh, they do, they do. Different level of respect. Yeah. Right. But it finally got to the point where I said, you know, I, I'm going to be happy staying at home with the kids, and so I did that. I don't know how many years was it. I guess it was until uh, kindergarten for 10. yeah, five wow. six years, and then. I just started looking for a job that would fit the needs of the family, essentially. And it took a little while, but I got a job with the school district. And uh, so that matched up with the boys' schedules. And Still there. Yeah. <laughs> well. and the other nice thing about that was it matched up with wanting to write, being able to write. Yeah. Uh, and that you can turn off your job at night. Yeah, right. And that allowed me then to explore all kinds of other opportunities. You know, I'm still at the same place, but um, I was able to teach a couple classes and um, I guess more than just a couple. But Yeah, do some other education stuff. Yeah. Some certificates and things. That- because you know that Steve was at home yeah. and that you had that. That's great. Yeah. And was, was, nice. that, was that pretty easy? Was there ever like a moment of like these, these roles are mixed up from the tradition or do you guys both – move right into that no i don't think there was any any tension at all in that it was pretty clear i enjoyed what i was doing Mm -hmm. holly was very good at what she did at work so and from the outside i mean how how were people with you were sort of early fairly early adopters of that i don't know to be honest and i didn't care essentially (laughs) that's so hedgehog (laughs) how comfortable they were with Mm -hmm. these things (laughs) yeah i agree Mm -hmm. very uh not looking for outside approval i think just this is who we are yeah well we as you would say made it through another episode um do you notice i'm always so uh surprised and impressed that we've survived (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, the earthquake didn't hit while no. we went recorded this episode. God, wouldn't that be weird if it did? Well, we'd have a hell of a transition to mm. work through mm. there. It would take a lot of editing <laughs> if the equipment survived. Well, you know, we've we've talked about attraction and gender roles, and I would be very interested in hearing from our listeners about how they deal with gender roles. I know in my relationship with Bill, there's definitely some things where we don't follow the old-fashioned... Like um, with the toilet seat? Yes. No, uh, I leave kidding. it up. He puts it down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I stand up. He sits down. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but there are there are ways where, you know, we haven't followed that in ways maybe that we are sort of traditional. Um, but I really like the ways that we're different in that. And I think that it's fun to hear what other people are doing because everything seems to be kind of up in the air today and is com- coming down and landing in a new place. Yeah. Yeah. I- yeah, it is a fun time for mm-hmm. that. Like the changes seem yeah. to be happening quickly. Yeah. yeah, and then also in terms of attraction, I mean, I think that would be interesting to hear from people. So, yeah, what even like what TV characters are you shamefully attracted to <laughs> that you shouldn't be? <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. and okay. uh, yeah, and and so you can always go to facebook.com/slash neurotic tornado. Or you can comment there or you can uh, message us if there's something you want to say, have us maybe talk about or respond to more anonymously. Yeah, and um, also the links will be at neurotictornado.com slash 28. We'll reference those, the video and the article we discussed. And we're going to put the YouTube video link for uh, Stephen and Gigi performing, right? Are we going to find that and put that on there? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Well, thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you for participating. Oh, God, I can't say anything today. Yeah. Take care, Jackie. <laughs> oh, and do we... Okay. So do we want to say anything about the next episode? Oh, yeah. 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 So... Oh, yeah. What's mm-hmm. next, Jackie? Well, next time we're going to talk about... We're going to hear some wisdom and advice um, from our couples. So we're going to go back to all four couples and hear what they have to say about... You know, what kinds of things work and don't work. And we're going to dub over the parts we said and make them sound even wiser. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so stay tuned next round for that. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Over yet. Uh.